0: Welcome to Infinite Insight, a conversation among Infinite Global colleagues discussing the challenges facing our clients. In this episode, Vice President Steven Anderson, who leads Infinite Global's Content Center, speaks with Associate Vice President Jennifer King, who leads Infinite Global's Nominations Practice. Hi, Jen. Hi, Steve. So we're going to be talking nominations today, and there are constantly new ones out there. Every time a new one is announced, I kind of feel like All the marketing directors in the country heave a collective sigh. But there's a lot of value in these things. We're going to talk a little bit about how firms can get the best results. But before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about what we do to help them. Um, Do you want to just kind of go over our service offering in this space?
1: Absolutely. I am a former legal journalist, and we have a team of former legal journalists who draft hundreds of nominations annually for our clients, primarily law firms, but also other professional services firms. A lot of us have sat on both sides of the table. So not only have we drafted award nominations, but we've also judged them when we were previously working at media outlets. So we've had the opportunity to really see both sides of the process. And I think that brings a lot of value to our clients. As a company, we track more than 2,000 legal and business awards annually. And that number's growing every year. Like you said, a lot of law firm marketing folks groan each time a new award is announced because they know there will be a new demand from their attorneys to apply for it. But we try to help law firms figure out which awards are valuable, which awards do they stand a good chance of winning?
0: Well, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a fair question. And one of the things that we do is advise them on who to put forward and why. We talk about this internally quite a bit, about kind of the three bands. There's the ones where you really should be a surefire winner and you would have to mess up the award to lose. There are ones where you have absolutely no chance and firms are still tempted to put people forward for internal political reasons. And then there's the ones in the middle where good writing and solid approach can put you over the top. What do you think are the big takeaways for for firms when they're trying to weigh who to put forward and why?
1: I always recommend that firms look at who won in past years and read those write-ups of the previous award winners. That'll give you a terrific roadmap to figure out whether your attorneys match up. And if they match up or if they come close, I'd absolutely encourage you to pursue a nomination.
0: So what are the questions that you're getting most frequently these days from from clients and, and others who look to you for guidance?
1: why didn't we win this award is probably the biggest one. And what does it take to win this award is the second very common question. And then the last one is really, is this a legitimate award? And I generally recommend that folks look at the law firms they consider to be their peers and those that they aspire to have as peers. And Check to see whether they're applying for that award and whether they're winning that award. If all of your competitors are pursuing an award, it's probably one that is worth pursuing yourself. If none of your competitors are pursuing it, but firms that you consider to be beneath the caliber of your firm are going after an award, I generally would discourage people from pursuing it because you're known by the company you keep and you want to be going after awards that your peer group and those who aspire to have in your peer group are pursuing.
0: Yeah, aspiration is a great thing. But there's also got to be a reality check at some at some point along the way. How do you help clients make that case internally so that they can go back and say, we don't really have a shot here. It's not worth the investment of the time and money that it would take to to put this nomination forward.
1: That definitely is the case. I read a lot of write ups of past award winners. And in Oftentimes I have my own institutional knowledge of clients who have previously applied for awards and some of which they've won, some of which they've lost. So I really frame it as a conversation with the nominee. Do you have matters that fall into these general parameters? How many Supreme Court cases have you argued and won? What is the size of the transaction you're handling? Are you handling multi-billion dollar transactions or transactions that are worth tens of millions because if you are in the tens of millions and there's nothing wrong with doing work at that at that level or if you're in the hundreds of millions for your for your M&A deals for example that's great there are M&A awards for the mid-market category but you probably shouldn't be pursuing a law 360 practice group of the year for M&A deals because they're generally recognizing the firms that are handling the 10 or 15 largest mergers of the year
0: so it comes down to the value proposition, because these things do take time and money and a lot of effort, both internally and sometimes externally, to get them across the line. So if you're an internal marketing person, how do you justify the cost? What's the real value to the firm?
1: I think you can divide it into value to the firm and value to the individual or the practice. If you're talking about the value to the individual or the practice, it's a great way of credentialing you. and. It's just another independent data point that shows that you are at the top of your game. If you're talking about the value to the firm, again, it helps credential a firm. It helps firms elevate their profile when they win awards. It can really help a firm communicate what its values are. For example, if you are going out and winning diversity awards, that's something that's important to recruits, but it's also important to potential clients and existing clients. Lastly, firms can really generate content that they can deploy internally and externally when they win awards.
0: So they handle them in a lot of different ways. Sometimes lawyers write their own nominations. Sometimes they insist on doing so, and that's fine. Sometimes the internal marketing or BD team will draft the awards for them. And sometimes they will enlist a third party, such as ourselves or others, to help in the, the drafting process. Let's talk through some of the relative merits of each of those approaches. Well, Let's start with the attorneys what what's the pros and cons to have the lawyer write their own nomination
1: i often suggest that firms have attorneys write nominations if the attorney is absolutely gung ho but the firm doesn't necessarily see the value in the nomination it requires attorneys to have some skin in the game and sometimes when you you tell an attorney okay We don't have the bandwidth, but please, we fully support you in going for this award. The attorney may take a harder look at it and decide they don't want to. But there are other benefits. I mean, it spreads the load out. The fact is, nominations are time consuming. So, having attorneys draft their own awards can help ease that load on the marketing department. Not to mention, attorneys are going to know their matters better than anyone else. So, there's some efficiency in terms of the overall time commitment required to. Draft awards that said, you know, attorneys probably are billing at a higher rate than anyone else on the marketing team or any outside writers. So, in the long term, I wouldn't focus on that cost benefit. Probably the biggest downside of having attorneys draft awards is that they're busy, deadlines can be a problem, and the writing may not be as persuasive as someone who drafts a lot of award nominations each year
0: yeah they're not necessarily familiar with the style and format of uh, award nominations they're they're not familiar with the form if you will
1: when we draft awards we really keep our audience in mind and the fact is Many of the awards in the legal profession are judged by legal reporters and editors. So we follow conventions that the judges will understand. If you are a reporter, you are used to seeing things written in AP style. You are expecting to see a headline at the top and then the lead sentence, the most important details. When I read drafts of nominations that attorneys have written, It's very often a chronological recitation of facts, and to use a journalism term, the attorneys bury the lead and fail to really include those most important details at the top of of a matter write-up, for example.
0: Not to mention there's the tendency to riddle the nominations with footnotes, which (laughs) rankles editors to no end. I think the most common approach is to have the internal marketing or BD team do the first draft on these. What's the plus and minus on that side?
1: You know, having marketing or business development draft a nomination can be really time effective because you know your nominees, you know your practice, you can probably articulate key points that are persuasive without spending a lot of time prepping and working with the nominee. The challenge is that we all know internal marketing and communication staff are spread so thin that writing sometimes is something that they don't have the luxury of having the time to do, particularly if you have an RFP or some other important communication that needs to get written. Also, the fact is not all marketing and business development professionals have that writing skill set that will really enable them to push a nomination, a borderline nomination over the top, which was a point that you made at the outset, Steve.
0: Yeah. And I I think that both of us are former journalists, and we know that it's hard to write and do other things at the same time. To write well, you really have to kind of be able to pull, uh, pull the blinders on and focus. And that's something that's really hard to do for internal teams because they have so many other responsibilities, which leads us to the third point, which is hiring somebody, a professional writer, to draft it for you. And our team, as you said, former legal journalists or internal marketing professionals, we know the language, we know the forms. What's the upside and downside of having someone from outside write your nomination?
1: Well, in addition to the points you made, the fact that we really are writers by trade, we know the nuances of the craft, and we have the ability to shut down all other communications, put our phone on do not disturb, and really focus on writing. I'd say one of the biggest benefits is that we have seen A lot of nominations. I don't want to minimize how many nominations someone at an Amla 100 communications department has seen, but we've seen them from a cross section of firms. So we really have a good sense of the best practices, what works and what doesn't, and what firms are doing to strengthen their nominations. Having a professional writer handle the nomination also really just relieves a huge burden on both the attorney and the marketing team or the business development team. We can usually craft a very strong nomination with half an hour of the attorney's time, plus some additional time from the marketing BD staff to pull matters from the experience database and from chambers submissions and pass nominations and share those with us. So above all else, I think professional writers can really put borderline candidates over the edge and turn someone who is iffy into a strong contender
0: regardless of which approach you take. It's not just a matter of sitting down and writing. It's not as if all of the material you need is dumped on your desk and you just have to sort it out and and fill in the blanks. It starts with research. So what does it take to start the, the process, Jen, to get a nomination through as efficiently as possible?
1: Steve, I just put on a training for a lot of our internal staff so that they had a better understanding of the nomination writing period. And The point that I emphasize to them is that research is really at the heart of what you do. You should read and reread the criteria in the nomination. You should read every article you can find on past winners. Oftentimes though, there are some outlets that will just name winners and won't actually write an article about why they won. So I am also digging up press releases from the past award seasons so that I can see what the firm at least highlights in their press release when they're talking about why, why people won. I am asking the marketing and BD team to send me all relevant materials. I want to see Chambers submissions. I would like a complete dump of the experience database. So I know what the individual or the practice has been working on lately. I'm reading LinkedIn bios and bio on the firm website. And once I have done all of that, and I have crafted my questions, I am going to spend time talking to the nominee.
0: So from an empirical sense, what are the things in in the writing process that you're looking to include? What are the things that the, the ways that you're looking to structure your nomination?
1: For any nomination, I really want to think about what is my headline or what is my lead sentence. It is my first and best chance to grab the judge's attention. And I have no illusions. I know that judges are reading dozens, if not hundreds of award nominations. They aren't devoting much time to each individual nomination. And if my nomination happens to be Toward the bottom of the bunch, their eyes have probably glazed over a dozen times. So I really am approaching this as how can I grab the judge's attention? But once I've done that, I want to tell a compelling story. Which means I'm being judicious about what details I'm including. I don't need to give a full recitation of every single motion that occurred during a particular matter. But there, if there are some that are A, salient, or B, just plain interesting and attention-grabbing. I'm going to mention those. Hard evidence is critical. You can't just say that someone is great. You need to explain why. I want to try to provide as much relevant context as possible. And I want to format the nomination in a way that is easy for judges to read. That means I'm going to use Subheads, I will use bullets, I will use short paragraphs. If I can use bold or italics or underline, I will use that as well. And once I get to the end of the nomination, again, I'm going to sort of reiterate that headline. You're making the judge's job easy for them if you can provide a clear theme and a clear details about why someone should win. The judges need to write a story about a winner. And to the extent that we can help them do that job, I think it benefits us all.
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a lot of good points. First and foremost, they're looking at so many very similar nominations. I began my career in newspapers, and we had a, I can't remember the exact formula, but it was something to the effect of anybody who looks at the newspaper, you know, half of them are going to read the headline. Of those who read the headline, half of them are going to look at the picture. Half of those might read the caption to the picture, and then half of those will read the first paragraph of the story, and then most people turn the page. So it was kind of a very pared down and pragmatic way of looking at the reader, but it it really emphasized that you have to make things pop. You have to make them jump out of the pile. Any specific examples or guidelines or best practices you would offer to really help that storytelling jump off the page?
1: If you are writing a nomination that requires you to describe specific matters, for example, Law 360's nominations typically require nominees to provide up to five accomplishments or matters that they've handled in the last year or so. If I can find a theme that ties some or all of those matters together, I am going to incorporate that into my essay. Other suggestions Just because you have a 1,000 words or 2,000 words for a nomination, don't feel as if you have to use every single one of those words. The judges may appreciate it if you are brief while still providing that important, critical context for why someone should be a winner. One other tip, this doesn't actually respond to your question, but something I should have mentioned when I was talking about the writing process. Once I'm done with the writing, I will absolutely go back and review those write-ups of past winners again, and also the nomination criteria. Because as writers, it's easy for us to get sucked into telling a good story. We finish writing, we have a product that we're really thrilled with, but then we go back and we look at the nomination criteria or the past winners, and we realize that we've omitted some critical information. So don't overlook that part of the process.
0: So one final tip. Before we go, if there's one thing that you want to communicate to anyone involved in this process, what would that be?
1: Don't wait to the last minute to start your award nominations. Whether you are using inside writers, outside writers, whether the attorney is doing it him or herself, start early. Good writing takes time and we all benefit from setting writing aside sleeping on it for a day or two, going back, reviewing, rereading, editing ourselves, having someone else edit it, and then having key stakeholders review it. And when that process is rushed, the end product is never a great one.
0: I mean, it's an art and it's a craft and there's a lot of specifics involved. I appreciate you taking the time to walk us through those things. You can reach either of us at infiniteglobal.com. Do you have any closing thoughts, Jen?
1: I'd really just like listeners to know that those of us who write award nominations actually really, truly enjoy it. It's a topic I love to talk about. And so if anyone listening to this has questions, has feedback, is looking for more information about how to win legal award nominations or business award nominations, I am always thrilled to have that conversation.
0: Well, thank you, Jen. Appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Steve.